Hi, and welcome to Telepathic TV. This is television that you watch with your third eye. And I'm R. Neville Johnston. And I'm Mary Phelan, and our program is about raising our consciousness. And tonight we're going to talk about stress, the fear of being disapproved of, which is actually the definition of it. Stress will lower your consciousness just like that. Mm -hmm. It emits uh, vibrational patterning that renders you inert. Mm -hmm. When you're under stress, it lowers IQ, literally. They've done studies where anger is proven to lower your IQ. Well, it's not just anger, it's fear, it's doubt, it's worry, mm -hmm. it's stress. All of these things mm -hmm. lower your frequency. Well, being stressed out uh, makes your body more acidic. And so a lot of physiological things happen because your body is either in protection or growth. And when you are in that state of stress, you feel, you, you draw everything in. Um, what happens is you stop digesting your food, you, you stop sleeping deeply, you stop detoxing because you're reserving your energy to deal with the stress that, that is going on with you right then. Yeah. And so stress really is the number one killer. It's the number one cause of dis disease and number one cause of death. So stress, stress is not just something, oh, I'm more macho than you because I can be really stressed out and still handle it. It's not like, um, you know, some uh, contest of, of strength. Stress is actually a killer. And so say no to it. You wouldn't say okay and sit idly by while someone stabs you. Uh, don't accept stress because it's the same thing. It's just a, it seems slower and more uh, segregated from the actions. But it, it definitely uh, diminishes your lifespan and your quality of life. And when we're very acidic from the stress, all kinds of illnesses can grow in the body then, whereas they're not when you're more relaxed. Well, uh, for so many years we've taught this single big axiom, one of the major things that we'd love our audience <coughs> to remember, is that um, thought creates and where you place your attention grows. And you, this is what no one seems to, the, one of the very apparent conclusions from that statement is, I'm the one choosing where my attention is placed. Mm -hmm. So then it becomes a matter of not placing your attention on being stressed, but placing your attention on something that causes growth, ascension, awareness, consciousness, etc. That whole spin upwards instead of the spin downwards. And our entire um, world is um, designed to teach us to uh, hold on to stress like it's worth something, and anything that would bring you happy, well, that can only be temporary. That can't be real. That won't do you any good <coughs> in the long run. It'll be gone tomorrow. And that's, that's what you're brought up with, is progress brainwashing. Because I still walk around the house thinking I'll turn off lights and therefore be economical. Just like Dad. Dad would walk around. And so that's a progress brainwashing that, you know, this monitoring of everything, whether it's on or off, which is in and of itself a form of stress. Well, you know, you have a really good point there. Yeah. Because we are taught to pay attention all the time. We're either in measurement or we are experiencing. And when we are measuring, we're not happy. We're not experiencing the moment. And when we are experiencing, we can't be measuring. And so we're happy. So if you find yourself stressed out and unhappy, it's because you're measuring something. Yeah. So ask yourself, what is it that I'm measuring? And often what people measure is their money. And you said something one time that yeah, is really brilliant, and that is if, if you count your money, you never have enough. 
Yeah, and, guaranteed. <clears throat> and so if you're counting things, and that's very true. I, I had an experience with that early on, that once I started counting things, <clears throat> I could never quite make it work out. But once I trusted, dealt with my beliefs about money, then everything changed. Yeah. Money, money is a given. I mean, it is. We've been taught by, um, what is that, uh, eviction, tuss, homeless. We've been taught that that is inevitable unless we are on you know, the <laughs> hamster wheel of production in one way or another. And I still find thinking like that uh, dancing through my deep psyche. Uh, and I always greet it and, and I send love to it and then it can't hang around me at all. You know, I've always said if I was suddenly instantly broke with um, you know, not, well, we will assume clothing. Canceled. <laughs> yeah. You assume clothing. This would, be, uh, this would be one of the greatest blessings that ever occurred because I'd be completely and totally free. And since I just adore myself, I would simply um, go for a walk. And by the end of the walk, I would have a new place to live, new friends, new everything. It just, <coughs> it well, is the way this works. Well, you're, you're right about that. It can be very freeing. I yeah. have been in that position when my mm -hmm. kids were very small. Yep. I got evicted. I was out on the street. <coughs> no, no driver's license, no, no job experience, no nothing. Never had worked. My kids were babies. Literally on the street. That's not an exaggeration. I had a trash bag with clothing uh, for the you kids. You had a trash bag? Yeah. Luxury, oh, luxury. Luxury, yes. But a, f a pair <laughs> of flip-flops, and I, you know, not to belittle it because it, it really did happen and everything. Yeah. And the flip-flops were taped at the bottom because the thing would come through. I literally was at that place. All of my things were thrown out on the street and taken uh, by lots of people. And it, I tell you, there was a, a degree of freedom in that because after having experienced that, I now know that I can live through it. I can handle it. And one of the things that, that stress ha uh, or the cause of stress is when we think that we can't handle something. Yeah. And so yeah. if you allow yourself not to resist it, and so I think, I think of that time in my life and, and several other times as great blessings because it taught me that I can go, be conscious, and just go for it. Yeah, exactly. Like I had no education, but I fought to be in the line of computers, and I just said, I'm going to do it. Please let me do this. Please let me do this. I'm going to do it. I would, I would stay on my own time. So I think that having that experience, it took the stress away, and then I no longer resisted it. Yeah, uh, well, so many times we've uh, taught on this program mm -hmm. that uh, uh, stress is the fear of disapproval, okay? And we can understand that. And it is always, there's only one person who can actively and actually uh, disapprove <laughs> of you. And a lot of people could actively disappear. Yeah, uh, you are the only person who can actually disapprove of you. Anyone is entitled to whatever opinion they have, which may or may not include their disapproval of me. By the way, if you disapprove of me, change the channel now. Okay. Now, fear of disapproval. Okay. And I, went, I found a mirror in there, the other hand, Kairos. The other hand of fear of disapproval is um, fear of approval. That is equally stressful because if you're approved of, then you have to move on uptown. You have to get a whole new residence, a whole new set of clothes, a whole new idea, a whole new... So it's just not a win. Fear is what's not the win. 
So fear of disapproval or fear of approval okay, is ruling us. Well, at least now that we no longer have a government, there won't be that much fear. <laughs> a lot of yeah. people Vote. that are afraid of the that. government Vote. are risking no. easy tonight, right? Yeah. No more government. <laughs> Geez, so much is solved. Like what? No we cannot, more G-men and, and Yeah, and, and it's CIA based on the agents. idea that we cannot govern ourselves. I can govern me. I've been doing it all my life. There's nobody else who can. I'm the only one. As we've said trillions of times now, the, um, the one and only authority figure on this planet is you. You are the only authority figure there is in your life. You are the one that tells, you, tells your body to do what the boss told you to do. You're the one. Without you, the boss can say anything he wants and nothing will get done. It has to be you. And there is no it's gotta boss. It's got to be you. So the fear of approval or disapproval is um, taking our life from us, taking, you know, at the end, there's a moment in your life where you can absolutely choose to set yourself free. A lot of people wait for that diagnosis to go, oh, I'm free. A lot of people wait for, what, a dollar amount and then you're free? I got um, fired from um, a company with the initials BA, you're going to figure that out right away. Um, where I, I was hired to read poems, and I was hired to read the poems of just the upper management. No hoi polloi, just upper management. So when you read poems in a group like that, there's a lesson that comes, and you see the same lesson on everybody's hands. And that night in particular, I, I identified that the person in front of me had had a dream when they were about 16, 17, that they would go for a degree, get enough money to get a boat and sail away. And I looked at this hand and I looked in the man's eyes and I realized he had that much money. And I said, it's time for you to get a boat and sail away. And through the rest of the evening, I said that to a lot of the upper management. And in fact, the personal secretary of the CEO resigned. He came all the way downstairs to tell me I would never again work in that town which I thanked him for because that was, that was, I didn't, I didn't work there anymore. I didn't work for the agency I worked for. I didn't work and that was just what I was looking for. That was such a kind thing of him to do. Mm. Yeah, so this is what I'm saying to you. What's your dream? Well, do you think by between now and the time you kick it, between now and the end, when are you gonna start on the dream? When? When is that? When? Can't hear you. There we go. Yeah. No, it has to be now or it's not going to happen. Well, one of the Boom. first steps to start living your dream is to not resist what is. Mm -hmm. I think that's the biggest thing. What causes the stress is that we are resisting something. You could think of it as wind resistance. So if we allow whatever is there, and allowing is your power, it really truly is. Um, whatever uh, you're not resisting, then it doesn't have a hold over you. Yeah, a lot of the um, things that we do in life are based on our uh, desire to understand ourselves. And um, that's not necessarily the path, understanding you. Now, because we think, and the aspiration of all thought is understanding, and I understand that, <laughs> okay, so 
it's not so much about understanding you, nearly so much as allowing you to be you. Um, I, I don't care for the word forgive because there's really nothing to forgive. So I would say then that it's really about loving you to the point that you're okay with who it is you really are. And it's only when you're okay with who it is you really are that you cannot possibly be stressed over anything. You know, that's the whole thing. The classic dropout has dropped out because it was too stressful. And then they're supposed to have a disastrous life like that, but um, any number of CEOs have been dropouts. Any number of people have come from an abject poverty of a childhood adolescence to have become unbelievably successful. The list is endless, I won't even bother. It's really the mindset that you're overcoming. Yeah, and that's the mindset, <laughs> and the mindset is stress. The well, mindset is being approved of. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's true. Well, from early on when we're first born, everything that we do uh, uh, comes at us with some kind of a feedback. If we do this, mom smiles. If we do this, mom frowns. And if we do this, dad gets angry and dad is loving toward us. And so we start adapting ourselves to get this approval. And it's because genetically and um, socially for many eons, if we weren't acceptable by the people around us, we couldn't survive because human beings only survived because we worked in groups. So it's part of our basic subconscious programming to be acceptable to each other. But what's happened is that when somebody outside of us, whether it's our parents early in life um, or teachers or whatever, are disapproving of us. Every time there's that disapproval, we mirror copy, copy a duplicate of that voice and put it inside of our head in an effort to berate ourselves enough so that we catch any error that we may make before it gets external and this person disapproves of us. So everybody that's ever disapproved of you, you have a tape of them going inside your head. So ultimately, it's not the fear of this other person's disapproval that we really are afraid of. It is that we are afraid of that duplicate, that copy that gets in our own head and makes us withhold love from ourselves. So the way around that is to commit to yourself that you will never withhold love from yourself again, no matter what. No matter what you do or don't do, Promise yourself that you will never withhold love from yourself again, and then stress really doesn't have any hold over you. Mm -hmm. It's something to work toward. It's something yeah, to yeah. open up to. And one of the reasons I would uh, chose um, the topic of stress, why mm -hmm. I wish to do that tonight, is because I know that it is an epidemic. It's it's more intense now than it ever was. And I've said this on the show many times that if you have employees that you're, wor you're working very hard right now, then you are, um, and you're stressing them out by making them work ungodly hours, I guess, um, uh, then you are literally murdering them if you're causing that kind of stress on the energy system because you put them into that state of protection and their immune system stops working. All these vital body systems stop working in order to prepare for that stress because it deems it more important to save your life. And nobody sleeps enough and they don't go deeply enough asleep because the stress is making them feel that there are lions on the horizon that are going to get them at any moment. So it behooves everyone to not inspire stress in people. And I think that 
using stress as a, a whip for each other came because we all believe, even us in our own bodies, that we only get things done if stress is driving us. So we have let fear and ambition push us instead of let love pull us. I mean, it's blind ambition to be sure. So a technique that we might use, and I know you're going to introduce others but beyond this, I'll just start with this one, is that to understand that we human beings are indeed love generators. Okay? You know how a few uh, women can audibly be heard generating love, sometimes men, but um, women, Aww. yeah, that's the exact sound. That is your love generator generating love. Unbelievably cute kitten. Oh, okay. Guys go, hmm. It's, it's still generating love, but it's not, not quite the same. But still. Guys are saying, when is this going to be over so I can turn the TV on? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Now, so guys generate love too. This is the whole thing. We are love generators, and we're never brought up that way. We're not taught that. We don't understand that about ourselves. And what I'd like to do to alleviate stress as a technique is for you to, and this is completely simple, your spirit, your soul, your higher self, whatever word you want for that part of you, is the actual connection to the generation of the love. Yes, this makes sense? Okay. So we did a bowl event in which we asked people to focus on the part of them, the soul, and feel love generating while listening to the crystal bowls, okay, which was an amplification of the process because of the purity of the bowls. But this concept uh, so just uh, take the moment then and feel yourself generating love. Now you can actually generate enough love to modify the, call it matrix, to modify the um, uh, energy body, the emotional body. You can modify your emotional body by generating love and when you generate this love, the lower frequencies of stress uh, lessen they become less. They aren't a lesson. Actually, they are a lesson. Either way, they become less. And as they become less, they, um, they, they lose the ability to generate fear, doubt, worry, stress, um, insecurity, greed, uh, anger, uh, whatever else it is. You know, those low-frequency things begin to modify their form, and then you can uh, see more clearly uh, you can become uh, finely tuned uh, in your understanding of what goes on around you. So when the stressful situation comes up, it might strike you funny. Does that make sense? You know, you got to have this in by, well, you know that's a bully talking. And bullies can be funny. And especially if you don't, if you've set yourself free, even free from physical harm, I don't care if I'm killed. I, I really don't. I don't. I look forward to it, but that's another whole story. But uh, just, so, just to um, understand, generate some love right now. Generate some love. Here we go. Now stop that. I mean just love. You can do this. It's not difficult. Well, actually, yeah, that you're right, and it's a very tangible thing. I have an EM meter, electromagnetic field meter, mm -hmm. and uh, I have put it next to my heart and then visualized my heart chakra growing and love being poured out everywhere, and the, the um, little needle went up mm -hmm. as I did it, and yeah. then I imagined 
pulling that back or, or stopping the emission, so to speak, mm -hmm. uh, of that strength, and it went back down. So it's a very tangible thing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yes, that's, that's a very lovely one. And that emanating love, I, I remember one time I worked with a lady just on the subject of what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. She was very mean to me for some reason, and I, I couldn't quite figure it out. I, I attempted to have a conversation with her about it to see if there was a misunderstanding and she wouldn't talk about it. And so I, I wasn't thinking of it, and I was in a healing meditation, and it said, think of someone who you could send healing to, and she, her face just popped into my mind. So what I did, I got out of my head of the injustice of it, and I allowed my heart to open up like what you're saying, mm -hmm. and just sent this love, and there was a very tangible difference the very next day. But that gets into this technique that I will share, and it, it, it is a good one to come after this because it's, it's a very similar thing in a way, but very different too. And it's a meditation that I heard about many years ago, and when I first read of it, I, I thought, oh my goodness, this, this sounds not that great because we hear that when we are clearing ourselves, we breathe in this beautiful positive air and we exhale all this negativity, quote unquote, out of us and all this tension. And in this exercise, it was talking about inhaling all the ills and the pains of the world, inhaling them in and transmuting them with your love and exhaling this good, peaceful, yeah. cleansed vibration. And so I, I thought about that for a minute before I did it, and then I did the exercise. And it was so profound for me mm -hmm. because, number one, I realized that I am big enough to handle anything. Excellent. So the exercise that I would like to share right now is for you to think of the things in your life that are stressing you out, whether that be money or your relationship or past relationships with family members or, or being worried about uh, the things going on in the world and the violence and the people with guns walking around and the, all these things that we hear on the nightly news, everything going on in your life. Maybe you could just hold that in one big sphere or this big thing right in front of you and in a minute we're going to inhale it and you're going to feel your whole body your whole psyche your soul your spirit transmute that with this vibration of love and and uh, make it more ascended so that you see what's really going on there and then when you exhale you're going to exhale that that resolution to these things this feeling better so Everybody think of something, all these things in your life, whether you want to make this nebulous or, or whatever, and take a, I'll give you a minute, close your eyes and allow that to be right in front of you. And then take a big deep breath right now. Or everything that's bothering you, feel it transmuting and then exhale. Now as you do that, you can do this all the time. You can do it when you walk into the house. You can do it when you're in traffic. You can do it when you walk into the office. Whatever is going on, take a big deep breath, breathe it into you, and by doing so, you are acknowledging that you are bigger than it and that you have more power than it because you can transmute it. And then exhale the breath and see the higher vibration go out. So one more time, let's do this on behalf of the fears of people that may not be participating with us and their troubles, their stresses. So let's do an inhale. 
transmuting it, and then exhaling it. And you will find um, that that's probably one of the most profound things you can do as well. Mm -hmm. Excellent technique of stress reduction. Mm -hmm. uh, in yeah. fact, obliteration of stress. Yeah. Yeah. occurs in that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very important stuff all the way around. Yeah, both, both of those work. So, and we, uh, hi caller, what's your name please? Hi, my name's Chris. Chris, what can we do for you? Well, I just wanted to call and tell you that my wife and I just had our fourth daughter, her name's Nellie. Hey. We, we watch you all the time and we just wanted to say thank you. Oh, well, you're well, welcome. thank you and welcome to the world, Nellie. Yeah, We're so sing, happy sing to have song. you welcome here. To, yeah. yeah, yeah. We're so happy you were born. Mm -hmm. Yep, and, and, and Neville, I saw you one time at Costco, and I tried to say hi to you, and it just I just got nervous because you're so awesome. Oh, <laughs> no, don't worry about that. I'm just me. Um, okay. As well, far as I know, guys. there's I'm no cure. Up and okay, thank you. Yeah, thanks. Bye. That, that was a lovely call. Thank you very much for yes. that. Yes. That's absolutely brilliant. As, um, yeah, uh, timely also. Yes, and four I, little girls. What what a armfuls of love that is. Yes, yes, and what an amazing man this must be <laughs> to be that outnumbered in his own home. No, wait, uh, still, still, no, I, I salute you in every way. That's an amazing undertaking. I do understand. Uh, where did I put that? Oh, yeah, so many years ago I uh, was listening, we probably listened to Leah tape where she was talking about the ability to beam love, which is uh, the next, uh, another concept related to this, just to say it, um, the, um, there's the idea of the, the four directions, four directions, very, there we go, yeah, four directions is a very sacred item and um, we are capable of this spiral. Everything in the universe is in spiral form, um, thousands and thousands, there's nothing that's not spiral and to have a spiral come out of your heart based on the four directions spinning this makes sense to everyone? Picture the four directions. Picture love coming down through your crown chakra and the four directions spinning and coming out. So if you're in a situation that's very specific uh, where you want to beam love into a given situation directly to prevent you know, negativity from occurring, that's the technique. It's that simple and it does well, not work. not that negativity occurs, but just yeah, to keep it, keep, it more clear, yeah. keep it more clear. Yeah. Or just to fund, some of it, your power. fund it with a higher vibration. You exactly, know? Yeah. yeah. That's a very, very important uh, technique mm -hmm. along the lines of what we're teaching because uh, love is the stress reducer. It is. I love stress. Yeah, there it goes. And no stress around, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the whole... Non-resistance to it. Yeah. Once you, um, were we in a position to love everything all the time, we wouldn't have to be and would not remain incarnate because why we're down here is that we find these little ghosts and uh, whatever, oh, Halloween is coming, hobgoblins. What is a hobgoblin? Is that like a goblin that's hobby? Is, is our goblins your hobby? How did that work? How did that come about? But Maybe I'm back eating now. is your hobby, gobbling. Oh, gobbling. Ah, I remember those people. Yeah. Okay. So, so if you, whatever it is that's chewing on you, the hobgoblin, yeah, all right, fine. Whatever annoys you, if you will love it, because whatever that annoyance is, the annoyance is what you haven't caught on to yet. It has nothing to do with it. Wouldn't annoy necessarily someone else. 
once you adore it for being annoying because that's code that you have something to remember based on whatever that is. Okay, and you love it for being the, the vehicle by which you get this. Oh, thank you, annoying splinter in my foot. Thank you, thank you for that. Then it doesn't have a job anymore. See what I'm saying? Then you're by far more powerful. And for that alone, yes, yeah, so this idea that um, love is actually the so the new book is based on uh, reinventing our language where uh, understanding everything as love is a much easier thing to get a hold of. The way we speak, it's not, but uh, we could do better. And we have our next... Uh, hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, this is Leslie. Leslie. Hey, Leslie. Welcome back. Oh, hi. Um, you had mentioned, Neville, you had mentioned a program, Pathways, that you were going to be doing. Oh, yeah, is uh, coming up. Uh, I just wondered where that was going to be and, and uh, what would be going on because I wanted to attend. Maryland. Do you know? What, what are you talking about? Pathways. Where is Pathways? No, that's not in Maryland. That's in oh, Virginia. Oh, wait. It's in Virginia. It's less of a drive. In the Fairview Park. Fairview Park. Which the Marriott is out there. Marriott in Fairview Park. Is that this weekend? Yeah, Sunday. Oh my goodness, the Fairview Hotel, and uh, what times? I don't All know, day. but you know, you could probably, it's better that you just go look it up on the internet because I don't want to give you the wrong times and the wrong address and everything. Oh, okay, and you'll be, you'll I didn't, doing a class. Right, that's fine. Okay. Thank you so much. Sure, you thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, don't know, I don't know what time it starts and everything, so it's probably better for her to yeah, look it Mary's up. Yeah, Mary's on the schedule. She's doing a class that day. I'm just sitting there all day with waveform generators and reading poems yeah, and doing whatever Yeah, stop by and see us. We're at table yeah. 33. Whoa, master teacher table. Mm -hmm. Yes, it was a met. Oh, I'm back now. Mm -hmm. Okay, everybody heard it though. That's pretty good. What? That's, um, master teacher table. Oh yeah, we heard you. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah, that's called a telepathic accent, by the way. I coined it. It's where you say the beginning of something and the other person hears the whole thing. You made a coin out of it? What did yes, you say? Yes, I did. Oh, good. And then I went on the subway you with the same stamped your name coin. right Yeah, okay. there we go. That's good. Uh, it is, actually. Telepathic accent. It's like the difference between written French and spoken French. The written French is much longer and the spoken French is... They say the beginning of words, but not the end as a general rule. Mm -hmm. As accents go. Anyhow, that's a telepathic accent. Uh -huh. I put it in a short story I just wrote. Yeah. Okay. So getting rid of stress. You'll never do it. Yes. Now, all right, fight me. Go ahead, fight me on that. Get rid of your stress. Prove me wrong. Yeah? <sighs> Humans. Okay, so stress is... Now, stress... You love stress because stress came here to teach you to dissolve your liver into a paste. Um, pate. Yes. Liver oh, good. Pate. Yes. Unless you're a goose. No, even if you're a goose. <laughs> stress came here to take your life force from you, came here to rob you of sleep, uh, came here to make you a lesser person, came here to curve your spine, came here to age you, etc. Right? Okay. You love it for that. 
and now it, it cannot do any of those. See the principle? If you love it, it doesn't have a job to do. Mm. Yep. Yeah. That's the way it is. All right. So call in that, with any question. That uh, saying that what you resist persists, there's a lot mm -hmm. of truth in that. Well, very and much, yeah. And it takes a lot of courage to let it go because mm -hmm. most of the time, uh, the things that we resist the most are the things that we're most afraid of. Mm -hmm. So if you are letting go of your fears, I mean, that's a big thing. That's a big thing. So be patient with yourself. Be kind to yourself yeah. as you do this. Resistance and, attracts um, mm -hmm. chaos. Resistance attracts... Um, this is, it starts with an H, it means the same thing. Havoc. Resistance attracts havoc. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it doesn't have to. And um, we're, we're in charge of us. We are, we are the game. We are the whole thing. What free will means is, there's something that somebody on the uh, YouTube that was saying, well, this is a free will universe, but But uh, we've been so poorly, I don't know what he said, but it meant that we didn't really have free will. And that's not true. But? That's not true, period. I'm just making a joke. Yeah. So uh, you do have free will. You do choose everything that happens. If you think you did not choose that, then you are really into the illusion. So when something happens that you don't care for, uh, first order of business is to, one, take responsibility. I chose this, okay, especially if it's something you don't like. I chose it, therefore I'm in charge of it, therefore I can change it. Yeah? And there's power. That's the thing, right? We came here to become more aware, more alert, more succinct. We came here to be sovereign. We came here to create reality that has never been created before. We came here we're, we're actually all light. We're light that's slowed down enough to pretend that we're matter. But we do matter. We do indeed, yeah. And um, then uh, the moment of death is really reaching light speed again. For those that have all those issues with um, death as the darks, no, no, no. That's a party, man. You get back up to speed. <sighs> Exciting, isn't it? Yeah. So call in with questions, please. We, uh, this steers the show. The questions very often make the show into a grandness that um, always, you know, that when you call in, it becomes your show. What would you like us to talk about? Call in and we will explain. Otherwise, we're going to keep talking about stress. Well, I, I was thinking that, uh, well, maybe Maybe it's not necessary now with what we've talked about, but... Oh, no, uh, let's do it. No, no, I think I'll just pass on this. Um, but go ahead. What? Okay. So I'm going to stress you out. No, Keep no, talking. <laughs> I would love to. I remember many years ago I did this, this uh, self-development thing called LifeSpring. I think it's mm -hmm. gone on to be Landmark or something. I don't, I don't really know. I can't say that for sure. But one of the things they had you do was to commit to yourself and promise to um, keep your commitments to yourself. Mm -hmm. So every day people would share, they would pass the microphone around and like five to six people would share. And it was a big group, it was like 268 people, it was something really huge, a whole ballroom of people. 
And so that night I went home and I said, I'm going to share because I used to be so ridiculously shy that I couldn't do anything. I mean, mm -hmm. it was just so, so bad. And I said, I'm going to do this. I'm going to commit to myself, go in there and do that. And I went in the next day and everybody, uh, uh, the microphone was standing on a stage. They weren't passing it around. So I said, Ooh. well, the rules have changed. I don't have to get up there now because uh, I, I made the commitment when we were passing the microphone. And something in me said, no, don't, you can't get off the hook that easy. So I go and for some, I don't know how, I climbed over all these many people and I got to be the first one in line to get up there and stand on the stage. And so I say, okay, uh, I got up here because I don't want to pass my fears on to my children. And uh, thank you very much. And I started to walk off. And the guy says, you can't get away that easy. you got to talk for like three minutes or it seemed like an my eternity. God. So I'm standing there. I'm crying. I have my eyes closed. I'm telling the story of having to get up in front of the school in seventh grade and that I really don't want my children to have the fears that I have about going out into the world. And when I got off the stage, there were just so many people that were in tears and, and gave me a hug and everything because I think it was so relatable to everybody. Yeah. But I tell you, it was that one experience and that one experience only that changed how I feel about talking in front of people. Mm -hmm. And I would say basically, even though it doesn't look like it because I'm on TV, but this is a pretty intimate setting once you're in the studio. It's not like you're in front of thousands of people or whatever. But I, I can attest to the fact, like the story I was telling earlier about literally being out on the street, and a lot of people worry about being out on the street, but once you do something, you get this strength within you to the point where you're not, it, it doesn't haunt you in the same way. And so I'm not pro um, proposing that everybody takes your fears and goes and lives on the street and give up your home or anything. You certainly don't have to do that. But confronting your fears, going through it, is very valuable. Many years ago in a dream, I was in a nightmare, and there was this devil character in my dream, and it was like, ah, and I was terrified. And this guy that was standing next to me said, doors, doors, there's always a door. Find the, mo the, the monster in your dream, and the door always exists right behind that. And so I walked directly into this monster, and it just disappeared, and I mm -hmm. was out of that scene in the dream. So I knew that to be a trick of mine. When I was in a dream and I got really scared, I just walked right into it. And I, I remember uh, I raised my children alone, and there was this one point in time where the, this uh, scary, th this guy was um, coming into apartments that were backing up to woods and all that. And I believe this character came to my house, and I, I won't go into that long story, but um, it, it was a very scary time, and I heard this noise out on my patio, and I remember feeling so afraid, like, oh, no, what is that? Should I call the police? And, and then this quiet came over me, and, and I realized that courage is not act, getting rid of your fear. It's just moving past it. It's moving through it, like my dream told me. So whatever it is that's causing you stress, like not being able to keep up with all the work at work, or feeling like you have to stay till 8 or 9 o'clock at night every night and you have no life anymore and you find yourself never sleeping and you're getting sick. Whatever it is that you're terrified of, allow yourself in your own mind, hold yourself in a bigger place because if you make yourself bigger than your fears by saying, my old friend fear, come here and sit on my lap like a puppy 
you're going to be bigger than it and you can walk directly through it. And so what is, what are your greatest fears? What are the things that are making you the most stressed out right now? Is it not being able to keep up at work? Is it, are, are you afraid of losing your job? Are you afraid your spouse is going to lose their job or that your marriage is going to break up or that your kids are going to get involved in drugs? What is that? State it to yourself right now because by stating it to yourself, you are becoming bigger than it. And then allow it to be there and walk right through it. Just walk right through it. And I tell you, it is so liberating because stress is really the force field that is keeping you in resistance to your fears. And so it is so much more painful and so much more work to avoid what is emotionally painful to you than to actually face what is emotionally painful to you. I do this every day with lots of different people over the years and I, can, I, I just have a body of evidence and proof to myself that if you walk toward it, it just vanishes, it really does. So anyway, that is yet another secret to getting rid of stress. Yeah. And um, we are powerful creators. Could we please just keep that in mind? Your life is your creation. If you don't care for your creation, then change it. Because, and, that, and that's another great, great generator yeah, of you stress. You've got to learn to love it and change of, it. <laughs> um, just a sec. A great deal of stress is created over the idea of having to make decisions. Okay, now decisions are your power. Uh, in fact, penultimate power is the power of choice, free will. We're back, we're forward to that concept again. You have free will, okay? Now, which means you choose everything. And because this is a universe that loves you, everything that happens, is on your side. There are no exceptions to that. Everything that happens is on your, on your side. Now, here's the technique of decision that nobody seems to remember. Don't worry about making a decision, but do make it. And then if you don't care for the results, make a different decision. And your second decision will void the first one. We are unbelievable. We are gods goddesses, we are creators of reality, and yet we have been duped, tricked, scammed, etc., by the powers that don't be, because they don't be, into believing that stress is real, fear, doubt, worry, guilt, insecurity, um, blah, 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 all of that stuff. None of that's real. It's games played, and very childlike games, I might comment. Once you are an adult, and you recognize that your hand is on the rudder, on the tiller, on the steering wheel, whatever that is, you are that powerful. Remember it. Act like it. Stop pretending anything is bigger than you because it isn't. Mm. Yeah, there we go. And it's time for the duck. Duck. Here's the glove quacker. What? Quacker. The artist within you has much to express. Allow time in your day for this. Romance and candlelight, warm fires and open hearts. Love is surrounding you right now. Are you ready to go deeper? Exciting. Oops.
Thank you. Okay. Uh, so this, is, this program is about the idea of uh, not just alleviating stress, no band-aids, no, no quick repairs. It's about vanishing the concept. Stress is based on your feelings of inadequacy. Well, you're not inadequate. Now, as long as you pretend you're inadequate, you can get a great deal of life force out of people around you, which is called martyrism, drama queen, um, whining. I still like your idea of the reality show. Oh, yeah, we were talking about doing a brief production here at FPA of a reality show called Drama Queen for a Day. And uh, we get four actors and we put them in a nice studio and we put a TV in there with a remote. The remote's on the coffee table. And the four actors, actresses, whoever gets that remote and tunes in their show first is drama queen for a day. Maybe 10 minutes. That's my favorite show. Why are you doing this to me? It's not fair. Yeah. Right? That there could be go. a show topic, fairness. It's not fair. That's a good name for a show. Mm -hmm. People would tune into that because mm -hmm. they profoundly believe it's true. That would be a good name. Mm -hmm. We have our caller. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, my name is Kathy. How are you doing? Oh, hey, good. Kathy. What can we do for you? Um, one, I've got two questions. One is about my weight loss that I'm having problems. Well, I, I can't do it. I, I was going to get stomach surgery and. I'm not going to do that now, and I'd like to see if you can see or feel anything or of why I've been holding on to this weight, because I know it's an emotional thing to hold on to weight. And the second thing is about money. Um, um, I'm having the same problems with money. It's not, I can make it sometimes, but I can't hold on to it. So right now I'm in the verge of getting some pro proposals, and I've made up my mind to work full-time because I've been retired. So now I'm going to go work full-time, and I feel real good about making a decision, but I was fearful, like you said. I was fearful about it, and then I walked through it to see what, what is, what's the worst. The worst happens, you know, that I can only work part-time. So can you give me any insight? No, you're doing you a, well, you're doing a beautiful job of catching on to principles that we've, we've been uh, espousing here for quite some time. The um, uh, money is uh, only energy, and so uh, the entire of the universe runs on um, harmonies. So you can give off the harmony to attract money, but then, what is it, guilt? You, know, you can attract the money, but then you have to repel it because mm -hmm. this is some part of you seeking to balance within you. No, no, it's, it's okay to be far ahead. It's okay not to have another thought of money the, the rest of your life. We said earlier, as long as you uh, count money, there isn't going to be enough. So just, um, and... Uh, I've formed, uh, programmed a waveform generator with simply, I love money. And that's um, really the technique there. But uh, no reason that it wouldn't just come to you. And then as far as, uh, well, did you want to add? I don't know. Did she want a reading? Is that money. No, she just wants to know about why uh, money comes and goes so flagrantly and also about uh, how to lose weight and keep it off is another thing she's Did she want a, a reading, though? I, I just wasn't sure. She wanted, it was phrased as Nobody questions. Knows. Oh, okay. She asked well, what I, about I these Well, I think, I think, um, I think, uh, yeah, emotion. I, I mean, we would have to, is she still on? Are you still on? Yes. Yes, I am. Oh, okay. Uh, did you want a reading about that? I'm, we're not yes, clear. Yes, please. Yeah. Yeah, okay. if you, you could, I'd appreciate it. Okay, sure. 
and let's do a few cards. I always find that this is a very good way of, of uh, knowing about um, things like that, like asking uh -huh. your body things. Mm -hmm. Okay, the first card is simplicity. Um, I, I think that there are a, a whole plethora of reasons that we hold on to weight and not hold on to weight and every other condition. I think we have so much importance on holding on to weight that it seems very singular, but a lot of things in our life has a bearing on our um, personal life. And I think what this is saying is getting back to simplicity, that it has something to do with complexity and it could be a belief that life is hard and that you must protect yourself or that... Like a, like a card or a car, did you say? Uh, hard. hard. I said it was hard. Hard. Heart. 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 Heart? No. No. H-E-R-T? Uh, I don't know what I said, to be honest with you. It might be good to watch. Hard. I said hard, like hard to, like that life is hard or complicated. Okay, anyway, yeah. I just get in the flow with this, and if I honestly, okay, I just I'm don't sorry. remember after that. Okay. Um, so it, it's a matter of getting things simplistic, and claiming your power means look at your life and say, where do I feel that I'm being controlled or intimidated or um, held onto by somebody else, whether it's an old belief from your father or uh, your belief about reality, and or your experiences at having to work double hard as a female, or whatever that experience is with you that uh -huh. makes you feel like something else has the joystick to your life. Uh -huh. That is the secret there um, to knowing why you um, are holding on to the weight. I feel it is something about getting your power base back. And, okay. the, and, and it's interesting, now we got the coyote as the final card, and in my deck here, the uh, animal, spirit animal cards, the coyote, the title for that is Cracking Codes, because uh -huh. the coyote will come and take us on these adventures, and a long time ago, Neville told a story of, uh, he was waiting for a client, and he thought, he, well, I'll go through some of these papers until she gets here, and she never showed up but he ended up cleaning out his whole file cabinet because he just was doing that until she got there. So in a way, Coyote does that. It, it cracks these codes. It gets you to your truth without, um, so it takes you on this side route. So with that being said, you may be finding out what this really is just in the course of you taking off the weight. Yeah. But thank you. Uh, do yeah. we have another call? We have our next call. Hi, caller. So what's you. your name, please? Hi, caller. What's your name? Hi, it's Marilyn. How are you doing? Good, Hi. good. Turn down your TV or whatever that is, because the feedback is uh, echoes. Yes, can I get a reading? Sure. Okay. Let's see. Here. I get a reading? Yes, yes. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Sure, thank you. Yeah, that it's kind of tricky if you're listening on your computer because you have to turn it down, but sometimes you don't want to turn it down until you know you're on the air, so I know. I, we understand that. Okay, the first card we get is New Horizons, and that sometimes what we do, we were talking about earlier, Neville said, if you don't like your creation, change it, but I really feel, and, and uh, pardon me for inserting that, but I, I think it's so valuable and it's something that AA teaches, which is something I do definitely agree with them about, is that you first must accept what is before you move on. Mm -hmm. But there's a fine line between it, forcing yourself to accept what is and getting stuck in it and not really moving forward. It's like there's an expiration date to a lot of 
these experiences. And what I'm feeling with you is that maybe you're thinking that you have gone to New Horizons a lot and now you want to find one and stick with it or be there and see the richness that it has to offer you. But that maybe it, it is time to move on. Um, maybe there's something there for you. And the Solitude card talks about that too, about it being this odyssey, this beautiful uh, trip inward and, and to where you find yourself and find your own light. So it, it almost feels like moving away from some group or organization and it may, it may be a job, it may be a group of people. I, it would be for you to say which one that feels most resonant with. And then the final card is the raven. And the raven is uh, magic. It is a, a very magical being. And something about actual ravens is they are monogamous and they stay together and they're very loyal actually to each other and even to people that feed them they will recognize that particular person out of a group of a hundred people they'll know that person helped me out last year so they have a great memory and they're very loyal to people that are loyal to them so perhaps you could take that and say I'm going to be loyal to things that are loyal back to me and if something's loyal to me then I'm going to choose to be loyal to it so thank you excellent yeah and our next caller. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Yes, hi. This is Suzanne. How are you? Hey, oh, good. Better How and are better. you? How about, yeah. What can we do Great. for you? I was wondering if I could get a reading as well. Okay. Be happy to. Thank okay, you. Okay, thanks. And I'll take my answer off the air. Okay, thank you. Thank you. All right. Okay, the first card is Erasing Personal History. And so that little scroll is, a, is the story of your life and it's erasing it. And the message of that is the warrior does erase, the spiritual warrior erases personal history so that they may move forward lightly. And so it's saying erase the history. Like we're real uh, versed in uh, erasing history that was painful, but we don't always erase the history that is making us have beliefs that are changing our life. So it's saying look for those beliefs. See, they may not be traumatic or big or whatever. Now this is talking about going deeper in a situation that sometimes when we live in fear that we'll go down there and we'll let our fear, guilt, doubt, and worry stop us. But if we look past it like we were talking about earlier, it's really just a few fish there and that the treasure lies right underneath it. So look, look deeper into a situation. And if somebody is promising something, maybe look into their past, look into the history with them, look deeper. And the raccoon is about cleansing things and, and about releasing things that no longer serve us. So um, I think it's time for some investigative work yes. into something. So thank you. And too. again, I, I believe the caller earlier was asking us about Pathways. We'll be there on Sunday. I'm not sure what time it opens, but it is in Fairview Park, Marriott. Yeah, I think and so yeah. come see. I'm doing a psychic development workshop at 1130 that's free. Um, and, Excellent. Uh, you yeah. can visit us at table 33. Yeah, yeah, looking forward to it. And there's so much to be said. Right now we're going to be going to Ruby, roll the R, Ruby Tuesdays. And you're welcome to join us at the restaurant uh, if you would like. And um, what else? We have, we're doing a lot the next few weeks. Mm -hmm. But uh, Well, oh, your art show is going to oh, be yeah. the weekend of the 18th and 19th. 18th, 19th, and 20th. At, or 19th, 19th and 20th. And 20th in yeah. Annapolis, Maryland. So at come on Still in. Waters out Park. And yeah, if you'd like to come and see the art on the hoof, as they say, I believe that's the technical term. 
know who's will oh, be involved. And also to, to our caller earlier, if you ever see Neville out there, he loves for people to come up and talk to him. Yeah. So don't ever be intimidated. He oh, no. loves it and he yeah. would love to talk to you. So if you ever see him, I would too. But I'm just saying Neville is definitely loves to do that. So never yeah, be intimidated. Fun. Yeah, I'd yeah, love to meet everyone. Thank you.